Welcome once more to the 10th episode of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast, coming to you on the 19th of January 2016. If your team has a hamstring like Aguero, a knee like Wilshire, or a hairdo like Carol, let us examine the problem and get some solutions. Our fantastic four panellists joining us once more. Firstly, the man putting the freeze on Leicester, our editor and producer, the Iceman. Hi, Pete. Welcome back, sir. Now, he called Van Arsol, he called Kane, and he still wants LVG out. Welcome back to the beard. Evening. And the man from the kitchen, our very own big time dinner lady, it's Charlie. Good to be back, Bull. Excellent. And finally, our media mogul, a militant West Ham fan. He got one right this week. He loves a quiz. It's Woodsy. Good evening, Bull. Hello, sir. Guys, welcome back. First of all, a weekend full of goals in the Barclays Premier League. I'm going to come to Charlie first of all, though. What were you feeding Sergio Aguero this week? Was it a rocket salad or extra caffeine? Uh, it was uh, mainly goals, goals and goals, Pete. And it turns out it worked perfectly. I had 32 reasons to be happy this weekend. What did you put in his pre-game? Um, it's all about the soup and they give you capes. So get those, get that kale and spinach in and you'll be scoring for fun. I've heard kale is very good in the morning. More generally, guys, loads of goals this weekend. Opportunities to earn points. How did we do? Going to come to the Iceman Struggle. first. I hit 65 this week. Not too bad, Captain Kane. Decent number. Yeah, doing all right. I had Silver in the team, which I know Charlie captained, which I kind of wish I did because he got 12. But overall, 65, not too bad. Second highest in our league, moving up. Was it a green arrow? Yeah, green arrows all around, which is always nice. Don't know about you, but my weekend is always 100 times better if I get a green arrow. Exactly. <laughs> Very strong. Woodsy, you were going to chime in there with the struggling term. What happened? A distinct lack of Aguero. That's what happened. Still managed to pull out 49 points, which I was happy with. Also had the epic captain fail of thinking that the armband was on Kane when realising I hadn't pressed the confirm button and it was actually still on pay it. So uh, I didn't take my own advice and distract myself with an angry wank. So that was a big error. Um, so yeah, a, a non-Aguero owner and lots of red arrows. And when that happens, people get hurt. So um, everyone in my household was subjected to violence. So you're so recording live, you're admitting domestic violence with the family. I didn't say domestic. I no. said everyone in my household. And considering I live in a one-bedroom flat all by myself with just my goldfish, <laughs> it was Freddie the goldfish that got the anger. The, sn- the, snappy, the very snappy goldfish. What, why the decision not to put Aguero in yet? Uh, I don't know. There's no reasoning behind it. Everyone was going to get him in. I didn't. I think I just had horrible images of what happened last time when I think a couple of you guys brought him in, didn't you? And then, yeah, and then he was a, stretched off injured straight away. So that was why. So it's injury related. It wasn't that you couldn't afford him. Uh, no, I could have afforded him making sacrifices. Um, We've had a whip round for KDB. We could do the same for you to get Aguero if needed. Well, that would be nice, mate. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. And the, the schoolboy error with the cane click. What was distracting you? His goldfish. <laughs> yeah, Freddie. Freddie was being Freddie the goldfish. Was being was snapping. an absolute nightmare, yeah. Okay, I'm going to come on to uh, to the beard now. How did you do this week, mate? Uh, quite a, su- a successful game week for me after that miserable midweek set of games. Total score of 86. Also Very put decent. the armband on Aguero, so 32 from him. Yeah, both Czech and Kane scored me a 10. KDB got his assist, so six from him. But my standout Standard. performer was that man, Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels. Scoring me a, yeah, scoring me a, a double digit of 18. Did you call him in last week's podcast? I'm sure no. I did, didn't I? 
<laughs> or, or did I forget? Did, did I forget to mention that? Yeah, just just yeah. Keep, you must have forgotten, mate. Oops. Can I, Shock. Keeping things very much under wraps. What What about you, Charlie? How did you do? Um, not too bad. I was. I would have been very pleased with my week sixty-one, <laughs> but unfortunately, my one of my nearest challengers got eighty odd from the beard man. <laughs> right. So, yeah, had a, not a bad week. Silver captain twenty-four had Baines, which got two assists, which was quite nice. Nine points, his first big return, and then yeah, Kane. Uh, but pretty much apart from that, a um, couple of fails. Garley's had a couple of blanks, so he's causing me a bit of concern at the moment. And Lukaku's had a yeah. couple as well. So you've got rid of a Garlo now, haven't you? He's got. I may have got rid of yeah, a Garlo. So yes. Don't don't lie. You've got rid of him. You've got him. Kuhn. <laughs> Yeah. Look, what did I gain on you in the end? Pick. Uh, you gained, what, 26 points on that? 25 points? Yeah, 25 points. Um, so I think that, you've took a hit already, haven't you? You've done two transfers already, I see. So, <laughs> I, so, I, so I, I, think, I, I think that gap's down to 40 now, so. <laughs> it is, mate, it is. It's got you looking over your shoulder. You have, you have. But to be fair, yeah, I called Kun last week, but didn't have the finances to quite bring him in, so I thought I made some room last week ready for it, and then this week was going to be the week, but unfortunately, I was a week too late. But I brought Silver in last week for uh, De Bruyne, so that worked out pretty well, so I was quite pleased with that. Otherwise, it would have been a disastrous week. And, and I can't help but feel that the uh, the real reason for having you on the podcast is gradually revealing itself as the, the beard <laughs> gets ever closer <laughs> to you and our mini-league. Yeah, I, I know, exactly. Anything. But uh, <laughs> when I asked John if he wants Lloyd in the pod, he said, yes, get him in. Definitely want him on the pod. Now we know why. Yeah, exactly. He, he literally bit your hand exactly. off. Interesting. <laughs> well, I had, I had a fairly uh, average game week, enough to keep me ahead of the Iceman and sniffing up behind Woodsy. Standout performers. I, I did wouldn't have, do that, mate. Yeah, no, I, I know. Get I know pretty stinky that, so. back there. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and hairy as well. So I had uh, I had the Aguero captaincy. I, I uh, Costa came good for me. I also had Smith rather than Daniels. I would have loved Daniels, but I just didn't know to pick him, and I can't work out why. Other than that, all my players got ones and twos, other than an Arnautovic clean sheet, um, which you'd expect against Arsenal. So fairly average. I've got a nice grey arrow for this week, so distinctly average weekend. So uh, mixed performances there by our teams. Let's move on to our panel's picks. I'm going to come to Woodsy, first of all. Who's your panel's pick, mate? Well, I've concentrated on Southampton, which I know before we started recording, when I'd mentioned that, everybody went, have you seen their fixtures? And to be honest, have you, before, have you I'd seen start, their fixtures? Well, before I started writing notes and doing hours' worth of research, no, I hadn't bothered to look. I was purely basing it on their recent performances. But um, I think I can still justify it. So Southampton have come through with two very good high-performing game weeks, keeping a, a clean sheet and scoring two goals against Watford at home and another home fixture in game week 22, scoring three goals and keeping a clean sheet against West Brom. So there's a few players within Southampton squad which are really standing out for me. Tadic, Ward-Prowse and Davis. Focusing first on Tadic, he is a medium sort of priced midfielder, but obviously scoring two and two now, one against Watford and once against West Brom um, is coming into a bit of form with about 46% shot accuracy as well and five nice. goals over the season so a potential goal threat and also not Both too bad goals on... were coming off the bench weren't they mate yeah rotation but after that sort of performance you'd like to think he'd fight you know be fighting in concrete and in a, a regular starting place and obviously Ward Prowse as well he's picked up two the first two goals that he scored uh, this season and like you say rotation not getting as much game time, but he's the highest passing accuracy player within the Southampton team at 86%, so, and creating 25 chances when he has played. So 
again, they're looking really good going forward and keep, keeping clean sheets. I have to say, the depth of this research can't help but feel you've been swatting up for the Iceman's quiz later. <laughs> I have been swatting up the standard sort of fantasy football takes over my working week. So sat in front of the computer at work and all I'm doing is fantasy football research. I have to so say as well, of... it'll be oh. interesting to see how um, those players get on as well. Charlie Austin coming in. To be fair, they might have a more potent goal for it because Long isn't a natural finisher. Pele struggles a little bit. So actually with someone who's an out-and-out goal scorer, they actually could, they maybe could benefit. It could be a good shout from Woodsy. Exactly. With his inclusion, there's a lot of players that are going to be around him that are looking quite good in terms of assisting and providing opportunities. Definitely. And I know everyone sort of jumped and said uh, their future fixtures. Uh, I mean, they're Man United away in game week 23, but we all know Man United can be shaky at the best of times. So it could be a good option. I don't know. What do you think, Brookie, as a Man United fan? I think it's De Gea, isn't it, that's, that's saving them from conceding. Liverpool looked surprisingly dangerous in game week 22 going forward, which is rare for them. Yeah, uh, Rooney's well showing a little bit of form now, but I haven't really considered an attacking player from United for a long time now. Um, I did put Smallin in briefly, so I was looking at more of their defence, but I've downgraded him. He was actually my change for Daniels. That was uh, to allow Cunt to come into my team as well. But I'm still not quite convinced of United. They're boring to watch, so I don't really want any of their players in my team. So... <laughs> I just want to come to Charlie on this because Charlie, as a lifelong Saints fan, shortly after supporting United for the first bit, which we won't mention, you know that the best strikers they've had. They've had the BTs, you've had the uh, Ricky Lamberts. How do you think Austin will affect the Saints setup now? I think he's what we needed because he can be a bit of a target man. He works hard. He'll play like Southampton way and he's there and he's going to finish. And that's what we've always struggled with. Even this season, people say we've been playing poorly, but actually. We're one point off Liverpool. We're tenth in the league. We're kind of if we put put a bit of a string of um, results together, we could do all right. And I think Austin is exactly what we need. A person who is just going to put away the good balls that people like Tadic and Mane and James Ward-Prowse are putting in. So he, he's a bargain at four million. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the team. To be honest. Yeah, quick stat on him. He's he's played 89 times in the last two and a half seasons. He scored 48 goals, so you can't really argue with those stats when he's getting that amount of goals. Hmm. They've put a seven million price tag on him, haven't they? They have, yeah. 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 What, what do you think of that? Do you think that's justified from his form last season? Yeah, definitely. But it, the problem is, it, it's one of those that for seven million, you know, like I guess people want to see. I'll leave it a week or two and see how he gets on. I think with that, I think if it's coming in at six, people would be much more tempted. But at seven, he's just out of that reach, that kind of lower end for a striker. And I think people will be like, give it a couple of weeks, make sure he plays, and then they might bring him in after those next two tricky fixtures. Yeah, he did, he yeah. did get goals against top clubs last season, though. I can remember when he scored against Arsenal. So it's not out of his uh, ability to be able to score against the top no. clubs. So potentially goals there in any game for him. Just one other Saints no. player to, to throw into the. We're going to add something, would he? I was just going to say, don't don't forget Sullivan and Gold, though. Their statement: he's got, his legs are gone, boys. <laughs> he's, got, he's got no knees. <laughs> he's got no knees. So just remember from that. the from the bellend that bought Carroll, I don't trust nothing that's come out of the mouth. <laughs> yeah. that, that's fair enough. They know a fit player when they see one. So just one of the Saints player I want to throw into the mix to get your thoughts on. Target is now 3.7 million. And I believe he's been, has he been playing left wing for Saints recently. Yeah. Been playing yeah. more attacking. Thought, thoughts on yeah. him? Because that, that's a cheap price to pay for someone as a potential you know fifth defender, someone who might get some minutes. He scored a few points recently as well. Anybody put him in their team? I will hopefully be putting him in my team tonight. I need to decide tonight because he might be going up. Is this my new wild card? I'm not wildcarding, no. It's actually to fun. Are you sure? I am sure. Stop trying to make me wildcard. Would you like the wildcard? 
<laughs> like a Jedi mind trick. You were wild card now. You wouldn't wild card, would you? No, you haven't got the minerals, mate. He is the cheapest player on the game at the moment, and considering he's played the last two, he's got a few good stats backing him up with that. He's actually got two goal attempts recently as well, and obviously with the two assists, two clean sheets. There's, there's a lot of points potential with him at the moment. It depends if they actually want to keep that system and whether they want to continue playing him, because at the moment, is have they got three at the back, Lloydie? They're playing, yeah, three centre-backs, and then him, him and Cedric as a kind of... A... Wing backs. Yeah, he looks strong um, going forward. I mean, the, I looked at the difference between game week one and game week six, which he played continuously before he got battered out by Bertram. He's got no assists in those games. He's had one goal attempt in six games, where he's already had two goal attempts in the last two games. He's also got a high amount of crossing. He's got 13 crosses in the last two games, 17 within between game weeks one and six. So there's a lot of stats there to prove yeah. that you know, there's a lot of potential in him to get a lot of points, but it depends if they actually keep to it. Yeah. So I feel like I might actually put him in tonight, so just before he rises. I, think, I guess he's worth maybe a risk for a couple of weeks, and then if you need to, you can always wild card and change it, but maybe he's worth... I don't think long-term, like four or five games on the line, I don't think he'll be there, but I think maybe for the next one or two he might still be around. I'm not sure about you guys, but I haven't played four at the back, let alone five, so if he's taken up a fifth spot in my defence right away, it's not a big deal, especially if it enables me to bring in someone like Guerrero or a more premium midfielder. Yeah, that's a good point. He's only worth 3.7, he's not going to lose value sat on your bench, is he? No, he's only going to rise. Yeah. And I know Rooney's gone on a little spree here, of scoring, but Man United have only scored 28 goals this season compared to their um, their neighbours, Man City, scoring 43. So could could get some clean sheet points as well as forward thinking points as well. Interesting. So you're anti Rooney. Does, does anybody have the Man United players to bring in the, the panels pick section this week, or did we exhaust that on Rooney last week? I don't. So I don't see Wayne as a consistent performer. I think he's sort of a flash in the pan. I, I can't see him. I can't see a, a prolonged duration. I don't know if anyone's got any stats to back up my theory, but that's just my feeling. I've, got, I've kind of got mixed feelings about it because in previous seasons he has gone on on runs of goals, and just recently, last three or four games that like we spoke about last podcast, he seemed to be picking up and he scored a few points again this week. So I think you could argue either way for it. But his I'm, goal I'm against pro- Liverpool was a penalty, though, wasn't it? No. Was it not? <laughs> no, it was a rebound. Fellaini hit the crossbar. And oh, yeah, of course. Great, lovely okay, finish. Well, we can, Someone we can cut that bit out, can't we? There's a bit of editing <laughs> there for a jury. We've got an edit. <laughs> I'm going to move this on from, from Saints for a second. On to Charlie. Let's go with your panel's picks for the week. Who have you got? So my panel pick is Silver. So I brought him in last week as a bit of a gamble but uh, he's such a good quality player that it was a matter of time before he turned his form round so he's my panel pick for this week I know but you've had him in for ages so uh, it hasn't worked (laughs) out for you so yeah Silver 9.9 million it's the cheapest he's been all season he's only got a 5.5% ownership so again nice low bit of a differential to a De Bruyne or a Yaya Next three fixtures aren't bad either. West Ham, Sunderland, Leicester, so easily some points there. They have got two away games in a row and their away form isn't great, but at some point they are going to turn it round. So I think I'm back maybe the next two fixtures to do it because West Ham looked really poor last weekend. So I reckon maybe next these next two weeks could be Silver going a little bit of a run. Just to ask for that, because last week you, we, you spoke about Raheem Sterling and him being a real rotation risk. Do you think that doesn't include Silver? 
he is a little rotation risk. That's my only problem. But I don't know. He, he he rested him a couple of game weeks ago, so I don't think he'll rest him now for maybe three or four weeks. So that's what I've kind of put my hat on. I had De Bruyne anyway, so it was Silver was a bit cheaper, freed up a bit of money, and yeah, I just fancied him to turn it around really. But it, it is a tricky one with City because they've got all those front players fit now. Yeah, well, I, I don't I think anyone's say... safe from rotation. No, sorry, Pete. Uh, Yaya was on the bench this weekend, wasn't he? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I don't know. I don't think anyone's safe other than, well, Aguero, I'd say. I'd yeah. add to that, Brookie, as well, though. I think because they've had a lot of games in a short period of time. I think with a, with a decent gap this week, I'm, pre- I'm presuming City haven't got anything midweek. No, that, that silence okay. tells me no. all. <laughs> so I, I think with a week's break, I think probably you'll see their strongest team. And I think that does include Silver going go to yeah. uh, the Mighty Irons, I believe. Yeah, you've got to take yeah. into account all the injuries which have been going on. Torre's been injured, Silva's been injured, Aguero's obviously been injured. I think he's trying to look after the players, hence the rotation. But as soon as they start get going again, it's like a train. As soon as they start up, their engine just needs to get going. And then once they're going, they're just full oh, speed. Delightful. Maybe we should speak to um, maybe we should speak to Glenn Woods. Glenn Woods. Speak to Glenn Woods, because I know he likes uh, driving trains. He Glenn might know Woods a bit more if only you could bottle that thing called momentum. Iceman, you, you've picked silver. I'm presuming there's some sort of data or, or, or numbers to go with this. I do have some data, I believe. Thanks. I yeah. thought there may be. <laughs> Over the last four game weeks, he's been quite slow in to get going because he's actually only had seven attempts on goal and he's only scored one goal. The last game... He had five attempts with one shot on target and obviously the goal he got and the assist, which was thankful to Kung because he could have got his hat-trick, but he actually squared it, which I thought was pretty respectful. It's something which Ronaldo would not do. Anyway, he's appeared top, the top ten goal threats on Opta stats within the last week, so this is above people like KDB, it's above Payet, he's above Kane, etc. To be honest, he's at the top of most stats at the moment. I could reel off a load of stats, but I don't really want to bore you. So plenty of data there and stats on silver arguments either way I'm going to come to the beard next who have you got in mind for this week okay well for my uh, panel pick I've gone for Ross Barkley I see a fair few have transferred him out this game week in his last five game weeks I think his highest score has only been a five but for me shipping him out at this time just seems a bit mad he's got two home fixtures coming up got Swansea up first and then Newcastle to follow they do have a trip to the Etihad uh, sandwiched between that uh, the yeah. second leg of the cup um, which could mean a potential game week for him if they go through to the final so I'm thinking more long term at the same time I mean he's still reasonably um, priced isn't he Barkley it's not expensive as midfielders go no what's it, is it 7.3 is he have you got him in your team already Brookie I haven't made a transfer yet Lloydie I've got two, two to make but with Mares, two, three. no returns in his last five and he's potentially off his spot kick duties Barkley is looking for a replacement for him he's produced okay. a 9.4 game in week quickly, in Brookie, and just, Push cam. can I just can I just gloat very quickly at the fact that you just highlighted the fact that Mares blanked for the third week in a row and missed his second penalty. And I did say last week that the party, <laughs> Leicester party, was definitely over. Lloyd was adamant and argued, oh, you take him out there, mate, see what happens. Well, <laughs> what happened, Lloyd? Hey, Lloyd, tell you, us about that. You have your moments, um, do Enjoy exactly. that. That's, I'll, Thank I'll, you, I'll get a They're plate, rare. I'll get a knife and fork, and I'll have some humble pie. Good lad. Chow down on mm, some pie. So we all love pie. A lovely love a bit of hum- 
Tasty cream humble pie. pie. Mm. Oh, we have got more humble pie to eat, haven't we? Uh, with Go Barrett's on. Swansea defence. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I did say I'd give him a shout out. Who's going to issue? Um, Actually, Ice, I'm gonna, Ice Man, can you issue the apology on this as, the, as a producer? <laughs> yes, I want you to all, take this one. All, all like to apologise to Tony Barrett, who we mocked for having three Swansea players in his team, but yet they got a clean sheet this weekend and Williams got goals, so who's benefited from that greatly. Big point gains. So a big heartfelt apology to Tony Barrett there. I'm just going to pick up on the Everton thing because we've all been talking about attacking players so far and I want to think about their defence over the next few weeks they've got Swansea Newcastle Stoke and then Baggies the only away fixture there is the Stoke one now I know they've been a bit more leaky at the back recently but I still think there's potential to pick up points I do think the Everton back four is a bit of a rotation risk but if you're asking me who's nailed on I think Leighton Baines is absolutely one that will play every week Six points a couple of weeks ago, nine points this week. Looking very good. We'll be back on penalty duties again and free kicks. The other one I think you're safe with is John Stones. Won't score as prolifically, but he's 0.6 million less. And I do think with Everton trying to keep him away from Chelsea, he will carry on playing. So I think he'd be those would be the two safest. The other two you could look at is Jagielka, who's always a bit of a magnet for the bonus points. Remember particularly a few seasons back he was. He's owned by 250,000 people, 5.1 million. And then you've got Funes Mori as well, who seems to like a headed goal at the moment. Um, six points in his last two appearances. Only 3,000 people own him. So potentially if he starts playing a bit more, you could see a bit of a price bump. But I, I think he'll be one of the ones that are actually rotated. So I really like Everton in the next few weeks. And I am going to transfer one of those players in and back myself this week. Is anybody else jumping aboard the Everton defender bandwagon or am I miles off? I agree with you going forward. Definitely. Uh, so if you've got a, a Baines who, did he get two assists in the last game week? Yeah. So go, going forward, I definitely agree with that. Defensive cleanies though, I, I think I'd just, I'd, they, they haven't looked strong at the back, have they? They obviously conceded three against Chelsea. Did manage to keep a clean sheet against Man City, so it might be a sign that they're, they're turning things around. But this season, they've not like the, looked like the Everton of previous season, who were pretty solid. Did you see the goal that Maury... Is it Maury? Is that his name? Furious uh, Maury, yeah. Furious Maury. Yeah, you see the goal he scored. He, he got proper irate when celebrating, went into the crowd. Do you not think he's kind of wasted all that energy when he was celebrating and then afterwards has conceded that last-minute goal, just like they did against Bournemouth? Like, you would think that Everton would learn by now. It's a bit of getting a bit too common for them. It's hard, isn't it, when you've got the passion of scoring a goal and that adrenaline boost takes over. Yeah, um, Cocaine has that effect. <laughs> Yeah, you know when you're when you're up to your eyeballs in cocaine and you you've just scored a goal, you're going to be buzzing, mate. You're not going to be thinking. Well, hold on a minute. On that, on that rationale, hold on a second. Jamie Vardy has spent half his season on that, and look how much energy he's got. <laughs> I know, but look what's happened now. The coke dealer's been arrested. His supplies, he's blanking. Just a quick, just a quick disclaimer for the podcast: we don't condone the use of cocaine, the selling or or uh, with the holding of cocaine in any way. And we'd recommend that you use an isotonic sports drink instead. <laughs> So let's move on to differentials then. We've talked about a fair few players already, I imagine, would, would cross into this category. Beard went last last time, so I'm going to come back to you, Beard. Who would be your differential for this week? Okay, I was looking at a few, uh, Pete, but I'm, yep. I'm going with the Bournemouth theme. Okay. I'm going to stick with my man, Charlie Daniels. You're going to give us that one this week then? I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, a week too late. But yeah, is he still at 4.5 or has he gone up yet? I know he's had quite, quite a few transfers in. He is going up, okay. But um, I think he's arguably emerged as the prime defender to have, what, below 5 million. Uh, with his attacking threat, 
obviously on penalties, as you all know now. Um, we do. But he does Thank look really... Cu- he, yeah, he looks really comfortable on that left-hand side. You look at the Cherries run of fixtures. In their next five, they play Sunderland, Palace and Watford. So I see potential there for more points, attacking and clean sheets. Because I think... They've had three clean sheets in the last six game weeks, and I enjoy watching Bournemouth more than United at the moment. Is he so, linking well with uh, Stanislas? Big statement. Have you seen if he's linking well with Stanislas at all? Yeah, well, I think the whole team link very well, mate. They're, they're a very strong side. I think we, you know, we ripped them off when they got them a few injuries earlier on with Wilson and Gradle. But the, the squad they have got, if they can add a few more before the window closes, I think they've got a real chance of staying up. Yeah, good shout. Absolutely. Especially when, uh, especially when Wilson comes back as as well. When, when is Gradle fit again, or is he out for the season? He's moribund, mate. To be dead or dying. Okay, so we can write him off. We'll have to go to our man Bernard and Lady for that stat. So you're very much looking at Bournemouth. Anyone else to add to that, or would Daniels be your man for the week? Yeah, you've got Bournemouth midfielders. You've got six options that are under five million. One of them being Godling. He's at 4.4, owned by anybody. He's got three goals to his name, two assists, six bonus points as well. Um, yeah, I think he could be amongst the points. And if you're going with that top heavy front three in Lukaku, Kane, and Aguero, he could be a good option as that fifth midfielder. Yeah, that's a good point. Can I just jump in yeah. there? I've actually, my differential is actually Harry Arter from Bournemouth. Ah, okay. Uh, quite left field, but a couple of reasons behind it. As Brookie said, really exciting team, playing lots of expansive football, lots of goals. He's only 4.7. He has a 0% ownership. Uh, and as Brookie said, they've got some decent fixtures, Sunderland, uh, Palace, Watford, in the next coming weeks or so. And I was just listening to Paul Merson and other pundits on Soccer Saturday of the week, and they said he's looking really, really good. I haven't seen that much of Bournemouth myself. Are you listening um, to Paul Merson? And the other pundits, but he said... <laughs> Isn't Paul Merson a podcast rival for us? He might be, actually. Um, he he is, yeah, it, with yeah, uh, Max Wilson. Rushton. I, I listened the other week and it's shite. <laughs> Shout so, out to another podcast. Well, I'm quite good friends with Max Rushton, actually, but never mind, carry on. Oh, didn't you go travelling with him? I did, yes. <laughs> Across South America, we travelled together. You're just our celebrity it, when alliance, you ne- aren't you, Charlie? What can I say? When, when, he, when you Charlie. next catch up with him, mate, can you just say that his fancy football podcast needs a lot of work if he's going to compete with us? I will, and I'll get him to listen to ours, and then he'll probably say exactly the same back to us. <laughs> he'll just say, I've got Paul Merson, and then that'll shut us up. Exactly, yeah. And I'll say, I've got the beard, man. There oh, you yeah. go. No competition. Um, anyway, there. back to my pick. Harry Arter, yeah. He also was struggling. He missed part of the beginning bit of the season. He did struggle as well. I think he had a bereavement in his family. I think now he's he's kind of getting over that a bit now, and I think his best football's to come. And I think actually he is going to be a, a a decent differential in the next couple of weeks. So that's my that's my pick. Same wavelength, then, Noidy. Yes, mate, loving it. That's why we're Same tackling it, mate. Me and you, do you know what I mean? You're both equally as crazy. Okay, well, from one end of the league to the other, Iceman, have you, uh, who's your differential? Well, I did have oh, uh, Matt, Matt Target. <laughs> Thanks for that, Pete. Yeah. As, a, as a bottom dweller. <laughs> as a bottom dweller. I, I am actually running at the Mate, we're, we're all down there. We're all down there within six points of each other. Come on, let's, uh, let's just, just, just dwell while we can. <laughs> well, I, do have, I did have Matt Target, but I've kind of already gone through everything on him. He was my main differential. It's just the next two fixtures for Southampton with Man United and Arsenal coming up. After that, West Ham, Swansea. Yeah, two easy games. Wait. You never know, mate. They've got Stone Cold up front now, so he's going to do the damage. If his knees can take it. If the knees can take it. Go on. 
Yeah, that was it, really. Uh, I've, I've already been through all of... Target, uh, all right. Yeah, Target. And uh, Woodsy, who's your, who's your def- you've already thrown a phobe out there. Well, you haven't, actually, have you? Well, that'll be needing to be edited. Brilliant. Um, I'll start again. <laughs> coming, coming to Woodsy, who's your... <laughs> just, <laughs> just go again from as soon as the laughing starts. Coming to Woodsy. <laughs> Shut up, everyone. I'm going to go for a pause and go to Woodsy. Okay, coming to Woodsy, who have you got in mind for your differentials? Okay, well, I've highlighted a differential player who was part of the 4-1 thrashing of Sunderland at White Hart Lane, uh, owned by 5.2% and relatively pricey for his recent returns, but 8.3 million Ericsson. On the back of that 4-1 victory, and he scooped up two goals against Sunderland. Probably not the most favourable Spurs midfield option compared to Deli Alley's form recently. In comparison, Ericsson's picked up four goals, seven assists, whereas Ali's got five goals and five assists. So relatively comparable in terms of results, but I don't think as favourable, probably due to his more expensive price compared to Ali for fantasy football managers. But they've got promising fixtures coming up. They're away to Crystal Palace next week in game week 23, then away to Norwich and away to, uh, sorry, at home to Watford. So they've got three fixtures coming up. Teams that have shown recently that they can leak goals and I think Ericsson would be a good differential choice. Yeah, good shot. Actually, agree. I've seen him. I've seen like him a few times. I do think he looks good. He is a class player. And actually, I think with the smoke screen that is Kane and Ali at the moment, it's kind of taken a bit of the attention away from him. But he's uh, he's creeping up on the points. Yeah, I mean, I think Ericsson would definitely... do better if Ali wasn't there. I think he's having to, he's, he's pushed out to the side, and, and that's kind of a he is a number ten, isn't much he? better in that so... ten role, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in the position that he's been playing, though, out on the wing, he's still managed to create the most chances for Spurs out of the other players. Actually, 56 chances he's created, mm. which is more than any other Spurs player. And he's connected 50 key passes as well. So their results, and perhaps Ali, Harry Kane, the bigger scorers, uh, picking up the points, he's been involved in creating those key opportunities for them to score. And top yeah. assist well, I like as it well, too. seven assists. So yeah. the stats are there. I can imagine... Uh, there's a fair few that have sacrificed Kane to bring in Aguero uh, I know Spurs they're mm. still in Europa aren't they so there might may yeah. be some rotation yeah. there between him and Ali playing in that number 10 role going to play on that Thursday night I don't know but it's a good shout sure I like it yeah so like you say Brookie I mean if people are removing Kane you want that Spurs coverage Ali's obviously the favourable favourable choice at the moment I think he's owned by just under 20% of fantasy football teams so Ericsson might be a good shout. Obviously, with Mares dropping in form as well, I know Mares is 6.5, so Ericsson's slightly more expensive at 8.3, but if you can find the money from somewhere, um, I think he'd be a good shout over the next few fixtures. So Ericsson, a good potential choice. I'm just going to um, bring the section to an end by mentioning Romelu Lukaku. He's still got a high ownership, but he's gradually being shipped out left, right and centre. I can't for the life of me understand why. I know... He hasn't scored for a few weeks, but they've still got some very favourable fixtures where I think he can get goals. The the strikers that tend to be going up this week is Aguero, Rooney, and we're seeing a big rise in Defoe. So Lukaku's being shipped out and is gradually becoming a differential, but I think um, I think it'd be mad to lose him for this week, and I actually think he's captain material. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, he's, he blanked the last two weeks. Their away fixtures, uh, Chelsea and Man City, but with the fixtures coming up, I can't understand why people are shipping him, and lots of people aren't. Yeah. Lordy, are you okay, one of them? What's that, sorry? I asked if you were one of the people that was shipping Lukaku out to fund cunt. That would be telling, but no, I've shipped Agaro out. Or has he, Brookie? I've kept Lukaku in. Smoke screens being laid in the top oh, of our mini-league there. Mine's Spanner and worse. Everywhere. 
But no, I agree. Lukaku, I think it's got to stay in. The problem is, actually, for all of the smoke that's been blown up Everton's arse, they are in 11th place and only got 29 points in 22 games. So, they keep drawing. Although Lukaku's scored a lot of goals, yeah, they, they actually aren't performing as well as people think. Everyone thinks they're performing really well. Actually, they're 11th in the league and they're not doing great. So, um, They've just got good attacking. a slight concern around them. Attacking yeah, they have, yeah. Everton are just they're this is pretty what, good at the moment. This is what saying, we, don't, we don't give a we shit if they're, if, they're, if they're drawing, as long as they're drawing 3-3 free, free, like they did against Chelsea, that's fine. Fancy Keep the goals down. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I agree. Okay. I'm going to move us on to the captain section. I'm going to kick us off because I said that I'm picking Lukaku this week. I think he's going to be a differential and a differential as a captain. Um, coming to you first, Charlie, who's your captain for this week? Um, I've got a tough the question choice. Is who, who is your, the question is, who is your captain this week? <laughs> who are you moment, putting the armband? Right. At the moment, it's Kun. Kun Skipper. But I'm very tempted with Silver. Cool. So, so, okay. Beard, obviously being closest to him, does that, does that sway you in your decision-making? Who are you shouting as captain for this week? I'm going to go over Guerra as well. You look at his form, obviously, at the Etihad. I think he's scored yeah. 30 in recent form, 30 in 34 games. But obviously they're away this weekend to West Ham. So a bit wary of their record. That shows just 10 goals in 10 matches on their travels. However, City are registering, registering an effort on goal every 5.7 minutes away from home. So they, you know, nice. that shows that they've been a bit, waste, they've been a bit wasteful. They're, they're not converting them chances. But with Aguero obviously returned to form, you know, that could solve this. So that, that takes us nicely to Woodsy. Woodsy, you've been back in the West Ham defence all season. Does that influence your captain choice this week? Who are you going for? Yeah, I've been having this debate with people on Twitter, actually. I don't know whether it's the hammer's blood running through my vein that's clouding my judgment, but I could actually see Man City struggling against West Ham. I know they've just come off the back of a 4-0 victory, but Crystal Palace really did help them with that. They didn't I don't play know what that well, No, they didn't. And, you know, Aguero had a nice tap-in. I think it was Crystal Palace that made that, that sort of flattered them, really, and gave them that scoreline. I think against anybody else, they, they didn't look overly dangerous. I think it was just opposition that flattered them. But I could be wrong. So I'd, I'd probably go with Lukaku over Kun. Lukaku. Okay, we've got two for Lukaku, and we've got potentially two for Aguero, maybe one for Silva. Iceman, let's let's split the pack. Who's your captain going to be? Well, I'm joining the pack with Lukaku at the moment. There it is. That's who the armband's on at the moment. It could change. I, you know, I've got Silva. I am thinking about putting Aguero in tonight in place of Igalo, but that's just to keep up with you boys who've probably all got Aguero. And I, I was even thinking of going a bit rogue and actually putting on Willian against Arsenal, but maybe not. I'll just keep it safe and stick with Lukaku. So you're saying was that a Willian uh, captaincy? It was a potential for Willian, but yeah, he's he I, I think, an I think absolute it, punt. Iceman, I'm going to have to. I've done this. To, I'm going to have to. Uh, <laughs> Iceman, I'm going to have to nail you, nail you down to one. I've done this to Woodsy before. I'm going to have to ask you to to go with one. Who's your captain? It will be Lukaku. It's going to be Lukaku. I believe that makes this a democracy for the first time. It means the podcast actually has a uh, decision on a, a captain. I'm afraid this is a dictatorship and I am Dick and it's going to be Aguero. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't argue with Dick, can you? Exactly. Moving on. If you argue on. with Dick, well, it's going to get messy. No, <laughs> and there it is. 
you have a tough Lloyd 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 dick, you're going to get covered in messy stuff. <laughs> Lloyd and his massive shalong, which he's announced <laughs> a couple yeah. of weeks ago. We're sliding into the latter part of the podcast here. So, and actually, given he's put us on that downward slope, I'm going to come to Woodsy for the next section. Your Twitter adventures, Woodsy. Some, some wonderful insight into great sites for us last week. What have you got this week? Yeah, so this week I've been put on by doing my usual sort of searching for uh, the, the fairer sex and the female form, probably to the disgust of at FPL fashion. Uh, Holly didn't approve of our recent search history, so I've kept it FPL this week. And we've had a lot of response, actually, really positive and a lot of interaction with our followers on Twitter. So I thank you for that. A question I want to ask you guys that's been prompted to us is from Twitter handle at Crayon. Brilliant name. Crayon. Um, he has... At Crayon, yeah. He threw the question out there whether he should transfer Firmino in for Payet this week. Oh, what wow. are your thoughts on that? Uh, personally, I, I, I would say keep Payet. I think he's um, Firmino is a little bit hot and cold for me at the moment. I don't think Liverpool look great. And I think Payet, yes, he didn't do anything last week, but I, I think he could actually do something against City potentially. And I think longer term, he'd be better price-wise and points-wise. Liverpool have got good fixtures at the moment and they've they got Norwich yeah. next. So... Norwich defence looks really poor. If you saw him against Bournemouth, it was just terrible. Losing 3 0. Yeah, you're right, Jim. Some good fixtures, actually. Norwich, Leicester, Sunderland. Yeah, actually. And then Villa after that. So, and Firmino does look dangerous, to be fair. He has a lot of shots. So, if you were going to pick someone from Liverpool, I think he would be the one to pick. But for Payet, I would go no. If there's another member of his team, maybe you could switch him with. I'd be more tempted of that rather than Payet. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been inconsistent, Liverpool, haven't they? And not potentially look dangerous going forward. But for me, they managed to net twice against Arsenal. And obviously, traditionally pretty solid with Czech. And obviously, with the absence of Coutinho, is probably the most likely goal-scoring option. OK, so what are your thoughts then? Are we going Firmino or just sticking with Payet? So no from the sticking beard. Sticking with Payet. Oh, yes. The beard says no. Well, like Lloydy said, it's a dictatorship. Uh, Breard's got the biggest dick, so it's a no pay X days. <laughs> Moving on then. So uh, we also had the suggestion as well to ditch KDB and Ozil, so big expensive players, and replace them with, like what we've been discussing this evening, a more Everton-based team and the inclusion of Payet. So would you ditch some of the big, higher-valued players to include players like Barkley, Baines or Payet? You can't get rid of KDV. He's just because he's blanked a week or so. He does it occasionally, but then he's going to hit strong. He's, he's always got goal for it in him. He's always likely to score. It is I, tough, I, 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 but I've kind of I have taken De Bruyne out myself. Yeah, it's a really difficult one. Um, you're taking a big gamble if you're taking De Bruyne and Özil out because those are the two players that could potentially get big points. I'd maybe take one. I'd try and keep one in and maybe go with it that way. Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting move. I was looking at that myself for my wild card. Obviously, I, I do own Kevin De Bruyne and Ozel strings at the moment. But I was going to do, well, some would say it's a bit sideways, and I was going to change that into Sanchez and Silva for the second part mm. of the season. So that was an option I so was looking at. Hunting for those differentials then? Yes. But I think as well, cool. Bookie's okay. right, because Sanchez and Silva are likely to get big points. I think Ozil, OK, he keeps getting points, but it tends to be like one assist at a time or whatever. And I think he, he will slowly run out of steam like he did in his first season when he started off so strongly. So, um, do you think that started now? Bookie. Because do you think that started now? Obviously, game week 22, he didn't play, but the two game weeks before that... Um... 21 and 20 he didn't score over two points when Sanchez comes back I think that could be that could be the time I think maybe now maybe a couple of weeks too early but when Sanchez is back it could be could be the right time 
I think he has strings. been overloaded strings at the moment because he has been playing a lot of football and he he has been given the rest against Stoke because he only had a knock on his foot. Like, I think it was an inflamed toe. All he needed was like a week's rest. He probably just didn't want to go to Stoke because they're a bunch of rugby players and then you know, he's, he's saved for the Chelsea game. This week, I think he's going to perform. And then an inflamed toe? Yeah. Sorry, Jury. Sorry to interrupt you. An inflamed toe? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise that. I thought, it, gee, what the fuck is that? I know, they, an they, inflamed they, they, toe. They can normally nurse it's that the, in a game as well. It's the, uh, it's the inflamed camel toe. I think he was on his period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did anyone see the picture of him on Instagram? Just with yeah. his feet up. Yeah, he looked yeah chilling out, there. watching the game. I, I thought he'd have a bigger telly than that, I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought he'd have one of those new kind of bent screen ones, but I was disappointed. His eyes can't handle okay. that, mate. <laughs> You also said, Jury. I'm just going to add my. Gonna... I'm going to add my thoughts on this as well. Just again, I think at this point in time, I'd maybe take one of them out to to swap him for one of those other players. Uh, but I do agree. Eventually, if you gave me those four and said who is going to score big more regularly, you'd probably go Sanchez and Silva if all were fit and on top of their game, and then you'd probably sack off the other two. So for the time being, Sack-off. I would get. I wouldn't get rid of um, both of them. I get rid of one maybe. Yep. Yeah, no. Fair enough. That's a valid point. Um, okay, so that's helped out those guys. Thanks, guys. Moving on then, we've had some attacking striker option orientated questions. Fancy Football Pundits have actually forwarded us a question saying, if you were to pick any free striking options for this game week, who would it be? Unlimited cost, boys. So you can go crazy or perhaps more realistically, let's try and squeeze it into a bit more realistic bottle. And I was hoping for a week where I wouldn't get tongue-tied. Um, a more realistic budget. <laughs> Just for this game week, Stu. Yes, mate. Yeah. So if you obviously, you know, we as fantasy football managers are always looking long term, aren't we, to forward fixtures. But if you were to have a front three for this game week, who are you going to go with? I would actually think about bringing in Firmino. I know he's not up front, but Liverpool against Norwich. <laughs> Liverpool. <He's> not... <laughs> That was wow, not the okay, question, so James. <laughs> Iceman has ignored the question, and we're moving on to midfielders. So, well, I just think Liverpool. If 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 Bente- even if Benteke is someone against Norwich because they're just looking so poor, and look, I just reckon there's going to be a goal fest there. No fair play, mate. Okay, so a, a Liverpool striker. Okay, what about you, the rest of you guys? What are you, what are your thoughts? I would stay away from Arsenal and Chelsea. I think that's going to be a nil-nil draw. Um, I was going to say that's going zero-zero over it. Yeah, I'm going to go Lukaku. Igalo and Benekafobi. You're not going Igalo. You've just transferred him out and he's blanked yeah, for the last this, three this, game for weeks. For this one game week. Oh, okay, right, yeah. I've ignored my own brief there, haven't I? Okay, fair enough. Beard, what, what are you saying? No, I, I agree with Lloyd's front three, actually. I haven't owned Igalo all season, so... You I'm wish you could, just for one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would love that, just for this week. Everyone's skipping past West Brom against Villa. Rondon. Has anyone ever put Rondon in their team? <laughs> wow. Now, now we're okay. We've we've reached the complete outer hemisphere of this now, haven't we? Now, so, oh, hold on but... a minute. He scored a goal in the FA Cup tonight. He's got oh, his okay. winner for West Brom. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the reason they put him in. I'm just suggesting no, no, he can't no, score. Don't put, don't put him in. Don't put him in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Quick move. Saving this section rapidly. Okay, so we've had another question as well, which is a bit more budget orientated. And Iceman, you'd be pleased to know it's about midfielders this time. So, <laughs> if over the next three to five game weeks, um, if you were going to pick three midfielders, the best midfielding options, two without a price restriction and one under seven million, and that's from the Twitter handle of, and bear with me, I'm sorry if I pronounce this awfully, Ishan Mahaja4. Nice. 
Great yes. effort. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely don't think it's Mahaja. I think it's Ishan Mahajan. There you go. Sounds good. So, Ishan, here comes your answer. Right, luck, I'll, your I'll go first on this then. So, right, I'm going to go um, KDB, just because Man City are in such good form at the moment. My one under 7 million, I haven't mentioned him on the podcast, but I'm going to say De La because I think he's got some potential to, to score points for Everton going forward. And my other big midfielder, difficult... Um, I, I'm just going to put this out there as a random one, but I think one matter. And Jury called him a while back, but I think United oh, starting to score a few goals. <laughs> keep it quiet. And they've got a couple of home fixtures coming up. Then they've got Chelsea, but I think potentially if uh, if they score, I think he might be involved. Yeah, that's a good shout. I like your um, choice of Daily Fayo actually. Um, obviously, we've spoken a lot about Everton. Bar- yeah, Barkley would be a, a big choice, but at 6.1 million, owned by 2.3%. He's actually Everton's top assister with eight assists this season and reigning in a 90% shot, ac- uh, not shot, a 90% pass accuracy as well. Um, and like he's also it. actually he's claiming all, all the stats because he's got the highest shot accuracy as well, 80%. So Is this Del- regular, Yeah, yeah. So he's top assister, yeah. highest shot accuracy, and he's got a 90% pass accuracy. Um, not always getting uh, massive amounts of game well, time I think in the last few really fixtures. Well, okay. uh, I think it, the last fixture he played 90 minutes was game week 19. Just to finish off the Twitter section, guys, one last tweet who's... It's a very personal one for one member of our team. We've had a tweet from a girl called Kerry. I don't know if that that's familiar to anybody. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's she got to say? And anybody. What does she want? Hey. <laughs> so... <laughs> A, a girl called Kerry, and this might be a clue for the listeners as to who this is and who it's linked to. She's tweeted us asking. <laughs> she's tweeted asking, "Fancy football surgery? Why have I got to give up my lounge so the beard can record?" Now, Brookie, I, I sort of guessed what your response would be, and my initial thoughts on, were, "Shut up, bit. Shut up, bit. You'll do as you're told." But I thought, no, actually, Brookie might be a bit more tactful for that. So I said, "No, my it's exact words." Love him. <laughs> it's because you love him very dearly and you're very considerate of his fancy football obsession, as should every partner be. So that's the end of the Twitter section, yeah, we'll, guys. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Rather than shut the, bit, <laughs> shut the fuck up, bitch, you know your place. Okay. <laughs> Cer- certainly, sounds like well. a, certainly sounds like a woman who knows her place. So thank you for that, Woodsy. Let's move on to... I'm very going to briefly talk about price rises for the week as we haven't done that so far. Um, just a couple to mention. The first one we've talked about a fair amount is Charlie Daniels, 4.5 million, only owned by 68,000 people. Another 9,000 have transferred him in today. I think another good week, and you can see him take off. We've already talked about those fixtures and the fact that Bournemouth are looking better moving forward. So again, if we're looking for a long-term potential price riser, if you're wild carding anytime soon, you want to put a slightly more expensive 5 million defender in. I think it will upset some of the cost of that. And the second one we called him last week is our man Gorgeous George, Giorgio Wijnaldum. Another great performance at the weekend. Again, as we said, anything good Newcastle were doing, he seems to be contributing to. He's the most transferred in player this week. Still only worth 6.9 million. Now, I know we said last week that's a bit pricey. If he keeps playing like he is at the moment, I think that's good value. 24,000 have put him in today. And I think... Again, with a few more decent weeks behind him, you could see that jump up. He's another one I've got, I think, potential to double in terms of uh, selection at the moment if you look at only 400,000 people own him. So those are the price risers for the week, which takes us on to the Iceman's quiz. Okay, I'm just going to pass this over to Woodsy for a bit because he's just going to explain what we're going to do from now on. Stu? 
Yeah, okay. So obviously the quiz so far, Bullard is storming into the lead with four wins, closely followed, very surprisingly. I know you're all shocked by this, by me. So we were getting excited by this. Bullard was obviously boasting a bit. And then the Iceman and I thought, well, actually, Bullard, what are you actually fighting for? So Bullard, congratulations. You've won this section of the quiz so far this season and you've won absolutely nothing. Congratulations. So sounds like my life. It sounds like my life in general. Thank you. <laughs> A lot of hard work and no rewards. So we've decided to change the quiz. Starting from game week 23, recording tonight, episode 10, we're all going to start on zero and we're going to be working towards not being the loser. So whether you finish first, second or third, you do not want to end up fourth, boys, because we have come up with a forfeit. So the Iceman and I were thinking, what are people going to dread the most? And we've decided it's going to be a fantasy football-related forfeit. So each week it will be the same Iceman's questions and a winner ultimately at the end of it. The person at the end of the season 2015-2016 with the least number of quiz wins is going to have to enter a player of our Twitter followers choice. So boys, there's obviously a lot of players within the fantasy football system that never get selected. So the likes of your Barry, Lucas, any sort of very poor midfielding option that you can think of. So we're going to come up with a short list of those. The loser at the end of the season with the least number of quiz victories is going to have to field that midfielder for the first month of the fantasy football season 2016-2017. So that's your forfeit, boys. How do you feel? I'm just glad I'm not involved. I'm not going to rest until someone is lining up with Ozil, Sanchez and Lee Catamol in their midfield <laughs> next <laughs> I think Catamol is a very good choice ball. off on my computer ready to uh, cheat <laughs> <laughs> no cheating either Parker so yeah you've got to field that player as well so there'll be no bench dwelling and we're going to open up a poll on Twitter so any of our listeners that are on Twitter you'll be able to vote for which player the loser has to field for the first month of the next season. Sounds dreadful. Right, should we, should we move on to the quiz then? So, question one. Which striker has made the most tackles so far this season? And the list is Kone, Zarate, Vardy, Perez, Dini and Joel Campbell. We're going to go to Lloyd first. I'll go Dini. And Woodsy? Was it the most tackles? Yeah, yeah, striker with the most tackles. Who's got the biggest tackle? <laughs> uh, I fancy a bit of Kone. Bully? I like Deeney. And Beard? Yeah, I was going to go big Troy D. He's got a two-litre uh, coke in his pants, hasn't he? <laughs> it's actually Perez. Did anyone Seriously? see his goal at the weekend? That's a surprise. No. <laughs> That's really helpful, Parker. Cheers, cheers Parker. Yeah. Good, good input. What do you want, asked? Okay, bonus question. How many tackles has he made this season? Going to Lloyd first. Oh, great. Thanks for that, Jury. Um, <laughs> bloody hell. Uh, how many tackles has he made? I'm going to go with 60. Okay, and Woodsy? Oh, I'm going to go with um, 30. Bully? 58. And Beard? Blood, you wanker. I'll go with 40. <laughs> Okay, Woodsy actually gets the point there. Come on! <laughs> Not this again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, and then, and then I get a roll, boys, and then I win. So that's happened in the last, what, was it three game weeks? Was it three on a, I won a hat-trick, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, okay, move on quickly. No one cares. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, actually, How many, we do care, because I'm going to actually... have Catamol in my midfield because of you now. Because <laughs> of your guessing yeah. game. 
and I'm going to love seeing him there, sat beautifully in the centre of your midfield, picking up Holding one point. Absolutely nothing but picking up cards. He's actually made 26 tackles this season. I don't care how many tackles he's made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how's he only made one tackle a game? That's ridiculous. He's a, he's a striker, isn't he? So he doesn't make many. He doesn't look like he could tackle his way out of a paper bag. It's tiny. I, I watched Deeney make about five tackles against Arsenal. So how beat them? Exactly. Don't he's actually on 21, Deeney. Lies. Right, question two. Who has created the most chances the last game week? Game week 22. Going with Silva, Eriksson, Mitrovic, Firmino, Dembele or Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum? And we're going to Witten yeah, no, first. Oh, I'm torn between Wijnaldum and Silva. Um, I'm going to go with Wijnaldum. Gorgeous okay. George. Bully? No rationale behind it, but just for, for banter, I'm going to say Firmino. And Beard? <laughs> I'll go Mitrovic. Lloyd? I'll go Silva. It was actually I think Eric- could be game on it. It was actually Ericsson. Oh, was Ericsson an option? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> After all those stats I'd conjured up and picked him, I would have chosen Ruddy hell. It's okay. soft. The stuff. only stat he didn't look at. <laughs> How many chances has he created? And uh, Woodsy, you should know this. Uh, yeah, I should, but I don't know. Uh, don't look in back. just that game week or overall? Just, just this game week. Game week 22. Oh, God. Okay, well, I can tell you he's made 56 chances overall. <laughs> well <Ooh>. done. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so I think in the game week, we're probably looking at maybe 12. Okay, Bully? Four. Beard? So what's this, James? How many chances he's created? Yeah. I will say five. And Lloyd? Six. And Lloyd gets the point of six. <sighs> nice. Boom. Okay, question three. Who has got the most crosses this season? And the list is Payet, Ritchie, William, Albrighton, Tadic, De Bruyne or Brady. We're going to bully first. I'm going to say Albrighton. And Beard? I will say Ritchie. And Lloyd? I'll go Albrighton as well. Uh, Woozy? Yeah, following the trend. Albrighton. Yeah, you all get a point there. It's Albrighton. Apart from Beard, who chose Richie. How much is Catamol? <laughs> <laughs> Does that? I think that puts us all on two and Brookie's on zero, is that right? No, that puts, puts you and Lloydie on two, Bully's just on one and Brookie's on zero. <laughs> Same as last week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, how, how many crosses has he done for the entire season so far? And Bully's first? The entire season? Oh, bloody hell. Um, I, oh, 60 crosses. Okay, and Beard? Uh, I'll say 55. Lloyd? I'm going to say 40. And was he? 48. And who said the highest number there? It was Brookie, Brookie. wasn't it? 60. Really. Yeah, Billy gets the point. Because oh, how way, man? 166. So, yeah, you're all pretty close there. Well done. 166? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Brady on one hundred and sixty-five. That's a lot of crosses to no one, considering they have the smallest strike force in the world. <laughs> okay, question four: Who has the most amount of long passes so far this season? Got to be a West Ham player. <laughs> the options are <laughs> the options are Butland, Pantillamon, Guzan, Czech, Schmeichel, or Olderworld. Olderworld being the only outfield player. That's no clue, but I'm just 
listing what he is. Going to Beard first. Um, I'll go Butland. And Lloyd? I'll go Pantalimon. Woodsy? Yeah, I'm going to go Panty. He doesn't want the ball anywhere near his defence. <laughs> He's just signed for Watford, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. yeah. And Bully? Wow. I'm going to go Casper. And Bully gets a point there. It's actually Casper Schmeichel. Nice ball. Putting Bully into the lead with three. How Good. many long passes has he done? Obviously, this is quite a tricky one. Uh, and I'm not expecting you to get anywhere near, but put out a guess. So, Beard first. I'll say 180. And Lloyd? I'm going to say 200. And was he? 210. And Bully? 160. Oh, Woodsy actually gets the point there with 210 because it's actually 359 which just wow. may I add it's 80 ahead of the person who's in second place which is Older World who's on 279 so it just shows how many long balls Schmeichel puts up to Vardy he's loving the long ball ok uh, question 5 who has been the most subbed off player this season and the options are Joshua King Wilcott Houlihan Mares. Bojan and Sterling and Lloyd you're first so is it just subbed off or is it subbed on as well as subbed just basically subbed during a game whether on or off it's just coming off so if whether they've subbed off whether they've been subbed on then subbed off again that still counts okay uh, no but as in if they've just been subbed on does that count in the stat or not no 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 it's just subbed no. off otherwise oh fucking hell Lloyd come on well. knock knock <laughs> is <laughs> this a take on is it a take-on? Do you know what a substitute is? Basically, when a player's on the pitch and he comes off, that's a substitute. So how many? who's the person who's done that most times? Well, mate, I think we're there, there now. seven of those <laughs> bastards on the bloody Ooh. bench. Yes. Uh, I will go with Bojan. Was that an option? It was, yeah. Uh, Woodsy? Oh, I'm next. torn between Bojan and Sterling. I don't want to copy Lloyd, but I'm going to have to. Bojan. Okay, Bully? I think it's Bojan. And Beard? Yeah, I thought Bojan as well. Yeah, you're all wrong. It's actually Houlihan. A oh. hula hoop artist, cheeky Russian. Is it, well, at least we all got it wrong. Has he been substituted off next? It is. That is the question, Lloyd. <laughs> Love how, it. How many times has he been substituted off, Lloyd? I'm going to you first. No idea. Okay, good. I'll put that down. Uh, um, six. Six times, right. <laughs> Woodsy? Um, I'm going to go 15. And Bully? 18. And Beard? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, Pete. Mm. You're saying 18. How many games have we had so far? We've had 22 games so far. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Oh. <laughs> and, and Beard? Uh, what was taken? Well, that's a big clue what for Beard then, isn't it? Yeah, Jerry, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's a big clue, I haven't picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking outrageous, by the way. It's alright, he is on zero to be fair. Come on, get, get him off the mark. You might as well just tell me the answer, Jim. <laughs> Three years, boys, it's gone over my head. I don't even know what the clue is. <laughs> I know we've only played 22, but 18 seems a bit steep. Well done, you're there, mate. That's it, that's the clue. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we going with 18? <laughs> no, but we're like, Right, 18, move on, jury. No, 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 no. Stu, what did you say? You said 16, didn't you? I said 15, honey. 15. Okay, I'll go with 13. Oh, so Beard and Stu get the points because it's actually 14. 14? Yeah. Oh, nice. And yes, one Stu, point. Stu is currently leading on four, <laughs> Lloyd with two, Bully with three, and Beard on the lonely one. 
And we're, we're hitting the final question. Right. So be prepared. There was 10 games over the weekend, and including Mondays. How many shots on target was there over the game week? And Woodsy, you're first. Oh, wowza. Okay, uh, shots on target over the weekend. Uh, okay, I'm going to say there were 35 shots on target. Okay, please. <laughs> I'm going to go 80. And Bid? 70. And Lloyd? 81. Oh, Lloyd has snatched it, and it's 84. Cheers, Paul. Enjoy that marker, mate. <laughs> and I'll enjoy my marker next season. His name's Lee Catamar, and he's a great marker. Okay. Can I just chuck what? out there that Stuart Wood said 35? There was about 30 goals. Fuck it. Well, I thought they were very clinical. I was, I was thinking clinical. I had faith in their abilities. Right, move on quickly. So, last and final bonus question. Which team has had no shots on target this game week? And again, Ooh. we're going to you first, Woodsy. Oh, shit. You'll probably say okay. someone who won 1-0. Um, if you get try- yeah, trying- correct, <sighs> you win. I'm trying to think who didn't score. I'm gonna- I can only think of the most recent one. I'm going to say Watford. Okay, and Billy? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll go Watford as well. <laughs> you bastard. Well, therefore, you're not going to win if you're just going to go with the same one, eh? But, uh, yeah, Beard next. I will say Norwich. And Lloyd? Oh, I need to pick something different, don't I, to have a chance of winning. Well done. I shut up, you. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> no, 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 locked in. It's locked in. You said it. He said it, jury. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Did anyone see Lalan's header towards the end of the game? Clearly, Parker didn't. Saved by De Gea. We'll see that one. I think De Gea got man of the match, didn't he? I know it was played down by LVG, but he was everywhere, Parker. Yeah, but never four, mind. Four saves he made. I think he, he actually yeah, he got me nine points this week, which was nice. Christ. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was actually uh, West Brom. So I win, boys. The win- winner of the quiz is again oh. Stuart Woods. That's four <laughs> on the trot, boys. Four on the trot. The person with the least footballing knowledge. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> I did mean West Brom. That's the one I meant, yeah. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the Iceman's quiz. More on the line now. I'm certainly feeling very stressed out knowing next season my midfield can contain any kind of dross. Bringing us to the end of the podcast then. Thanks for listening. Follow us uh, at FF underscore surgery on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook as well. Fancy Football Surgery and also on iTunes. Please subscribe to us and follow us on there. Leave a review and a comment. You can also email us. I've completely forgotten the email address. Iceman. It's ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Also, if you want to join our league, the number is for our private league is 256-323-787353. Who's top of that league? And Lloyd is currently top of that league. So if you want to come on, come in and actually take him out, that would be lovely because he'll have less things to gloat about. Thanks very much. And of course, as well, you can follow us on MSM Messenger, Faxus, Carrier Pigeon. There's so many ways to contact us. All that's left is for the guys to say goodbye. So to Woodsy. Goodbye, guys. You can also tell your wife to say uh, hello to us as well, because I'll be listening pillow talk. And to the beard. Goodbye, Bull. Bye, guys. And Charlie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. See you next week. Nice man. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening once again. See you next week.
dun, dun, dun.